Gang, for over a year now, I've been talking about True Hemp Science Full Spectrum CBD oils and how they've reduced my anxiety and helped me get better sleep without waking up feeling foggy and confused. I've also talked about the Full Spectrum CBD bombs that relieved my hand pain last year and made playing piano and guitar much easier. Well, gang, today I'm going to tell you about True Hemp Science organic gummies made with full spectrum hemp oil that are available now. They come in two different gauges. There are five, uh, 50 milligram ones that have 50 milligrams of CBD and 1.5 milligrams of THC. Then there are ones that are 100 milligrams of CBD and 5 milligrams of THC. Absolutely delicious uh, lemon lime slash orange flavors and also watermelon black cherry flavors. Super, super delicious. Now, now, they also have a complete line of full-spectrum CBD products, including oils, tinctures, skincare lotions, sports rubs, chocolates, gummies, all kinds of stuff. Well, gang, How Did I Get Here has teamed up with True Hemp Science to bring you a very special offer that benefits all of us. Spend $100 or more at TrueHempScience.com and you will get a free gift. Just enter the code HDIGH at checkout. There's a little code place there for you to enter it. H-D-I-G-H and you will get a free gift with purchase. That's right. Go to TrueHempScience.com and balance your body and mind with True Hemp Science. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, howdidigethere.podbean.com to access past the 20 last 20 episodes. Well, gang, big surprise. As of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can. And, uh, and check out the episodes, man. Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? It's time for... How did I get here? And now here is your host, Amadi. Where we talked. All right, hello. I'm Johnny. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a great, great Labor Day weekend. A fabulous Labor Day weekend. Maybe you did Labor Day weekend stuff. Maybe you went to a beach place, got in a car, traveled to whatever place. You went to a beach place or went to a lake place, jumped on a boat, did some water skiing with friends, or maybe you just hung out around a pool and did some chilling and grilling with friends. That's normal too. I I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. I had a really good Labor Day weekend. I didn't play any gigs. I just did a lot of hanging out with Rosie. In fact, today I'm doing this intro on Labor Day itself, September 4th, and that's our gotcha day. I met Rosie on September 4th, 2021. She came into my life, became my dog that day. And, uh, I'm just looking to see. She's asleep under my feet. Um, and uh, my life has not been the same ever since and in the best way possible. I love her so much and I'm so grateful to have her. These have been an amazing two years getting to know this gorgeous, phenomenally energetic and sweet beast. Yeah, so I just uh, went to a dinner party, hung out with Rosie, did some podcasts. That's about it. That was my Labor Day weekend. I did do a deep dive on Jimmy Buffett on Saturday. He passed away on on, on Friday. Sad news. Um, I did because I've never really been that big of a fan. But like the outpouring on social media and people that I really respect, songwriters that I really respect, artists I really respect, coming out and really saying all these kind things about Jimmy Buffett and the work that he did. That I just went back and started like listening to the songs that people talked about were great. Uh, you know, not Margarita and Bill, not Cheeseburger in Paradise, not Let's Get Drunk and Screw, not those ones that you know, not like the frat party songs, but like the deep songs, man. The guy, the guy was a great songwriter, also an incredible businessman. He had those restaurants everywhere. He was a best-selling author, like so much. So may rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. And I learned a little bit about him too. I found out that he wrote part of uh, Margaritaville here in Austin. There's a place that was on Anderson Road that's now gone. I forgot the name of it. 
but he it was originally called uh, Wasted Away Again in Austin, Texasville. Doesn't sing as well as Margaritaville. Probably wouldn't have been the worldwide hit that it was. Uh, a constant hit. Like, everybody knows Margaritaville. Anyway, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. You did great work. Sorry I didn't understand you while you were alive. But I do understand you now. Right? Also, the guy from Smash Mouth died today. The the lead singer. And I know my friends in Fastball are on tour with with Smash Mouth. But it's the, the original singer left the band a couple years ago, I guess, because he got sick. But it's a sad news about that guy, too. I really liked, I remember when Walking on the Sun came out. I know, like, the, the hey, now you're a rock star, whatever. People got mad about that song. And I personally don't care too much for that song. And it was overplayed, it all, whatever. But go back and listen to Walking on the Sun. That's a really cool track. And it's a cool song. Has a great vibe. The production on, on it is great. He's a great singer on that song like he's the perfect singer for that song so rest in peace smash mouth guy too sad uh sad losses out there in the music world uh gang before i get into uh today's guest let me very quickly remind you that friday this coming friday september 8th skyrocket the band i'm in is doing an all 80s show at 310 acl live go to skyrockettheband.com and get tickets uh it's funny because you know when seven people are trying to figure out doing an 80s show right we were all teenagers and stuff in the 80s. We, we had like, like I'm the same age as the kids in the breakfast club, pretty much. Right. That like that was they were my age when they were. I was I was, you know, in 10th grade or in between 10th and 11th grade before that. Uh, whenever that movie came out, uh, everybody has a different idea of the 80s. Like, oh, I love 80s music. Oh, you do? What's 80s music? Wasp. You know what I mean? <laughs> or what's 80s music? Oh, uh, Howard Jones. Oh, what's 80s music? Oh, uh you know, X, you know what I mean? There's so many different styles of 80s, like Lionel Richie, uh, George Michael, Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, Prince. These are all pretty different styles of music, but they're all like conjuring up this 80s thing. But it's funny to see when you're doing, putting together an 80s show, what the, what the 80s mean to different people. So uh, yeah, if you're not doing anything this Friday, September 8th, all 80s show at 310 ACL Live with Skyrocket the Band. Go to skyrockettheband.com and get tickets. All right. Gang, I have a great, great, great show for you. Philip Lupton and Truett Henselman from Austin Americana Band, Briscoe, have a brand new album coming out uh, called West of It All. It drops on September 15th on ATO Records. You can find them at briscoetheband.com. Uh, now, these guys, in a way, if you live in Austin, in fact, I was talking to a friend of mine today and they were saying like, I've never heard of this band. Have you heard of them? And I was like, oh my God, they're, they're my guests on the show tomorrow. And uh, they got signed to ATO Records. This band started out at UT and they started playing their friends' uh, backyard parties. And then in about 2021, they started playing some shows at Spider House. Remember that place, Spider House Ballroom? I think it's gone already. Um, but I saw them during that time. My friend, Chad Goldwasser, who's a real estate guy here in Austin and in Los Angeles, uh, he also has the rock and restock, uh, nonprofit event that happens, uh, every year. Anyway, he was, he was telling me about this band. He's like, you got to see this band. He was even like, Hey dude, meet me for dinner. So I went to dinner with him and then he took me to go see this band Briscoe. And we went to spider house ballroom to see them in like November or October of 2021. And the place was jam-packed, just kids, right? Kids, kids, like wall-to-wall kids. This band takes the stage. These kids know all the words to the songs. They're all singing. They're all against I'm like, who the fuck is this? I've never even heard of this band. And these people know all the words to this thing. And seeing their connection with their audience, it was just inspiring. It was amazing. I got to meet them that night and uh, it was frantic. And also I felt super old. Like, oh my God, being a guy in his 50s at a place where everyone's like, you know, 18 to like 22, you feel very old. Anyway, so I saw them there. They were incredible. And then like uh, last year, Chad had, uh, Chad Goldwasser, once again, he had a rock and restock series out at this park down south. I can't remember exactly, Circle C or something like that. But I was on the bill with these guys. So I got to see him a second time and basically playing in front of a band, uh, of an audience that didn't know all the words, that hadn't seen them in a long time. And uh, once again, their connection with the audience that had never seen them before, drawing them out and the way that they perform and sort of like the act that they've developed at such a, a, a young, in the infancy of their, of their music career. Like these guys are, are brand new. They're signed to this giant label, ATO. 
their label mates with, uh, I think Dave, it's Dave Matthews' label. They actually just opened for Dave Matthews on Friday at the Gorge. Anyway, this is what I'm saying. They play Bonnaroo. They've had all these incredible, incredible opportunities, but it's because they're an incredible band. And the way that they're able, whatever it is that they've done, Philip and Truett, and their, their, their band that they play with live, it's different guys on the record, but, uh, but the band that they play with live, they've, they've developed a show that they are, they've taken like in two years from people's backyards to Bonnaroo, to opening for Dave Matthews. They're going to be here on September 15th, the day that the record comes out. They're doing a release show at, at Scoot Inn here in Austin. I bet it's probably sold out, but you should try and get in there and see it. You can go to briscotheband.com to find out about it. And again, the record's called West of It All. They're also doing an in-store at Waterloo Records on uh, Wednesday, September 13th at 5 p.m. So as I said, just go to uh, briscotheband.com and find out all you need to know about. Also, they'll be on tour. This is their first headlining tour. And they're already headlining and they're out on the road until October 29th. So if you don't live in Austin, you can find out when they're coming to a town near you. I have a really fantastic conversation with these guys. These guys are super cool, super sweet, very smart, very humble, very down to earth. They're guys that spend a lot of time out in the country. They made this beautiful video for this song, Sparrows. That's gorgeous. Uh, they, their, their song, The Well, which I'm going to play for you guys, was, number, was the n- number one most added single at Americana Radio. So they're doing really well. And their album, West of It All, drops September 15th. They've got a few singles out going on. Get out there and check them out. Go to briscotheband.com. Also, they have, a, uh, they have an EP that they put out uh, that's available on the streaming services. But yeah, my conversation with Truett and Philip is great. And I really like those guys. They're very sweet. They're very cool. Uh, as I said, down to earth. Very fun to talk to. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy my conversation with this band that's going to be very huge in the very near future. This is Philip Lupton and Truett Henselman from the band Briscoe. Let's get down. tell you this before we get started first of all your record's great and uh, there's a lot of cool shit going on in your lives that that i'd love to hear all about but i have to tell you this thing that when uh chad goldwasser uh-huh. like insisted that i come see you like something like like two years ago or something at uh at uh at spider house uh-huh. and uh and i'm like all right man he still, like took me to dinner and like this is, you're gonna love this band and i was so blown away by not just like how good of songwriters you were and what great singers and what great performers you were, but there was this thing that was happening. There's people like, I'm 54, so people were way younger than me there. And no one was pointing a camera at themselves and with you guys in the background. You guys were so engaged with your audience and to see that audience react like it did to your music and just like what it meant to them, like how many people knew the wow. words to so many songs. It was really, really, really moving and really impressive. Thanks. And something I, I won't forget. Like, I remember that feeling of watching you guys and going like, oh, this is the start of something really fucking cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That was so much fun. Those Spider House shows were so great because that venue is small enough to where you get like 200, yeah. 250 people and yeah. it's like sweaty and packed and uh, the crowd was bringing the energy for sure. That yeah. Was one of my favorite shows ever, honestly. Have you guys, you guys have been doing a lot of shows, like you played Bonnaroo and shit. I watched some songs from there. That was really cool. Nice. Sounded great. Is there, is there a bit of a, I mean, you're young and you're new at this, and I don't know how long you've been playing to crowds that big, but it doesn't seem like that long. No, uh, not at all. In fact, kind of those Spider House shows were the first time we'd really stepped out of, um, kind of our backyard shows we've done a handful prior to that of just like backyard shows and and you know and drove out to college station a time or two to play in various backyards and a couple in austin um but that was our first couple headline shows in a proper venue um and even as we are starting to play bigger venues and stuff it's still just it's all brand new to us um it's just such a privilege really cool thing yeah so 
Now you're going on your, this is your first headlining tour? Yeah, that's, that's right. pretty. Into, except for the night that you opened for Dave Matthews, jeez, that's amazing. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good one-off. Yeah, uh, he said that's his label, ATO, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. he started ATO a long time ago, like twenty mm-hmm. something years ago. Or something? Yeah, exactly. Who else on there? Like the Patty Griffin still on there? Um, no, person? she's not no. Uh, with ATO anymore. Uh, but some great artists. So uh, the Alabama Shakes. Oh wow! Uh, Brittany Howard now on. Oh, the Black Pumas? Mm-hmm. Huh? Black Pumas. Black Pumas. And they put out the Adrian Casala stuff too, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Those are great um, records. Alan Stone. Um, My Morning Jacket's mm-hmm. a big one. So what... Great okay, ones. so let's, let's, let me figure this out. Your record, West of It All, comes out September 15th. Great record. You're, where are you playing in Austin that night? Scoot In. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're playing the Scoot In. Um, Sorry, she'll be saying hi for a bit. All good. Yeah, super excited about that. Such a cool venue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you who did you get other people on the bill? Like that's always a big thing. Like your record release in your hometown. Did you did you who did you get on the bill? Yeah, I'll let Philip talk about this. Yeah. it's a cool story. Yeah. So I started Briscoe. Uh, we just graduated college for a reference here in the spring, and I started Briscoe this, my senior spring and my senior year of high school. And um, when I did it, it was just like an outlet for songwriting basically just something to release songs under um and at that time an artist who i really really looked up to was a guy named thomas chorba and um i kind of like in my head was fashioning briscoe's trajectory um in the same way that he kind of built his uh brand as a songwriter and um was just a huge inspiration like have been to multiple of his shows uh around austin and beyond um and he's just a great songwriter and we are having him open up for us at scoot in for that record show that's awesome and it's it was honestly like pretty surreal and i and i hadn't even like thought to reach out to him to see if he'd be interested um but we worked it out and i'm so excited because he's i've I actually saw him at Scooten a couple of years ago. It's a funny thing. But we're super pumped to have uh, Thomas Chorba joining us for September That's 15th. Yeah. So have you guys been out to all these cities that you're going to? Um, we've been to a handful of them, but yeah. a lot of them, it'll be the first time. Um, and some of the cities we're playing are pretty small, um, small town like Amagansett, New York. It's over kind of by Long Island, a small town that I honestly hadn't really heard of. Yeah. Um, until this. could be really fun, though. But yeah. Excited oh, yeah. to see all these new places. Yeah. Big and small cities. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so your your guys that were in your band when I saw you both at Spider House and then at the when we did that show together last year at the uh, Rock and Restock thing, mm-hmm. um, they're they're still playing with you guys live. Right, because yeah. that was the guy's. I'm pretty sure it was the same keyboard player for sure. Yeah, at the because I really like that dude yeah. at those shows. Yeah. Um, but you had different guys on the record. Um, Is that? I mean, that happens. Correct. Yeah. So we recorded the record with a guy named Brad Cook, a producer based out of uh, Durham, North Carolina. Right. And um, Brad's brother, younger brother Phil, is um, a just killer musician who um plays on more tracks than than probably anybody that I know. I mean, he's just crazy talented musician, plays every instrument and plays all of them so well. Um and so between Brad Phil and then one of their other good friends, Matt McCon, who um is the drummer for Boney Vare. Okay. Um we just kind of had three of the most you know, some of the most talented musicians out there. Um, and so they helped us, um, bring all the songs to life and, um, Phil and Matt have done plenty of studio work with Brad. And so those are kind of his preferred guys. And so, yeah, I mean, they just stepped in and are so talented and make it look so easy. So it was awesome getting to work with those guys. Yeah. I mean, I get to play with those fastball guys, but I'm not on the new record. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just part of the thing. Yeah. So, the job but um uh the record's great and there's such a uh you're it's rooted in stuff but there's such a unique sort of like uh 
there's a uniqueness that makes you stand out on yeah, like out of a country or a folk Americana thing. And I think it's your voices and like your harmony blend and stuff like that is what really does it. Do you find that? I mean, was that something that are you guys cognizant of what's going on or did those or did making this record? Was that like the focal point of the thing? Like we need to make sure that these voices and these stories are being told very clearly. Yeah, I would say so completely. Um, you know, I think that Truett and I kind of, as we started Briscoe, uh, we're always confident in our songwriting and especially like songwriting is my favorite aspect of, uh, music in general but um we really did have uh, a great reception to a full band live set um early on and we're able to build a home crowd in and around austin pretty well early on because of that so we kind of went into this record having not recorded uh with a producer ever you know really excited about kind of this big bigger sound yeah uh, I play the alto sax, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like a bit in our set. Well, it's not a bit, but it's like something that the crowd enjoys a lot right, right. to bring the sax out. Um, and so we went in with that mentality, like, okay, we need to capture this big, big sound with a ton of energy, and um, something that Brad Cook, our producer for the record, really honed in on was uh, our harmonies, our vocals, and being able to present that uh Framing vocal. it, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. the right way. A vocal forward, harmony forward uh, album first, and then, you know, kind of back that with uh, bigger rhythms and uh, dynamics of the record and stuff. Do you live in the country? Do you live out in the hill country? We do not. We, um, so, originally from San Antonio, Phillips originally from San Angelo, out in, towards West Texas. Um yeah came to Austin um, as students at the University of Texas and just graduated so we're we're still in Austin um, but the hill country has just kind of always been um, yeah a place that we've it's a lot loved of videos going to. set there exactly like, I saw that new video for Sparrow that's really yeah nice. yeah and yeah. we uh, we met out in the hill country um, almost 10 years ago now as campers at a summer camp out there um, was it like a music summer camp? No. Oh, okay. No, just, just a, a regular, just traditional summer camp. Yeah, um, but there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of people out there that will bring instruments and stuff of that nature, and that was one of the things we pretty quickly bonded over and started playing songs together. And then there's a, a camp talent show at the end of the week, and it's kind of, it's kind of a more of a joking talent show, if you will, like a lot right, of right. people are doing silly things and whatnot. But that was the first time we ever sang together in front of. A crowd was at the camp talent show. People so. were pretty blown away. Well, <laughs> yeah, they were they were excited for us. But yeah, they were having yeah. fun. You were saying about the saxophone is like part yeah. of your the thing. That the other thing I will say is you guys like you're really great songwriters. Or you're young, but you also like and I don't. I'm trying to find a way to use a different word than like a 1940s like entertainment agent word. But mm-hmm. you have an act. Like yeah. you 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 know how to you know. You know the business of show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you guys <laughs> have a you. firm grasp on that shit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty movies, especially because when I saw you guys at the Spider, they're two kind of disparately different shows. There's, here's a crowd of all these people that live in the suburbs that don't know you, unless Chad like took all these people to your shows <laughs> like he did to me, which he might <laughs> which have. Which is possible. I don't even know. He might have had a party bus or something uh-huh. at some point. But um, but seeing like that crowd react to you because you guys know how to bring the people in you know, like engage a crowd. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Both musically, like everyone has their moment that they get to shine. So you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then also like the show is engaging for the audience. That's all just like, that all comes from just playing in backyards <laughs> at the spider house. For yeah. Like a couple I, don't, months. I don't know. That's yeah, kind of what I was getting at earlier was like our, our live set full band early on um, just took this, big form uh and i think we just kind of naturally fell into i think we're both you know front men on stage yeah. which makes it fun i think we're good at having fun on stage really is what um makes it fun for people to watch it's just you know we're smiling and all of our band yeah. our our drummer like uh, after every set we've ever played somebody comes up multiple people come up and comment on how our drummer was smiling the entire show yeah. so we just we just have a blast up there, and I think um, 
people like to see that. Yeah, I think we figured out pretty quick that people, I mean, music is great and all that, and people certainly love watching live music, but ultimately people want to watch people have fun. Yeah. Um, and so we 100%. figured, obviously we want to go out there and play as well as we possibly can every yeah. time, um, but um, we also want to make sure that the energy is there, that we're having as much fun as we possibly can, and you know, it moves quick and when you get up there, it's all a rush and stuff. But when you kind of sit in it and look around and realize what's going on, it's like, man, I'm getting to play music for a crowd of people with some of my best friends in the whole world. And yeah. you just realize how fun it really is. Um, and so it's a lot easier to just kind of let loose and have fun and just let it, let it go where, where it wants from there. So, yeah. And these jumps, I mean, I didn't see all of your festival performances. I saw that. How many had you done by the time you did Bonnaroo? Because you, you weren't playing stuff too fast. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're mm. excited and you haven't done something yet, like you're so excited, just everyone's heart's beating. Yeah. So the BPM just goes up. Yeah. Because you... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had a little BPM. You know that feeling? Raise at Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you did? Uh, yeah. yeah we, I, I, it, I, it, I it is funny going back and listening through all that stuff and you're like, wow, that's the fastest we've ever played that song. Oh, right. Because, yeah, I guess it was live, like live broadcast... So that did happen. Okay, well, that's good. That makes me think that at least you're human beings. Yeah. Because yes, I was absolutely. thinking of you guys like these superheroes that absolutely. went from like Spider House and like the... the. So how many had you done before you got to Bonnaroo? I'd say like three or four at that point. Yeah. Big ones. Three or four or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, well, so, it's, well, like, did you, you know, there's that feeling like when you get up there yeah. and you're like, oh man, is this like, what did I do to get like... I don't know how to do this thing. Like there's a famous U2 story, like when their Joshua Tree album came out, they started that tour in like arenas and then all of a sudden they were like just moved into stadiums and they were like, it took us like two months to figure out how to do a show in a stadium and I feel bad for all those first two months people that were coming to the shows because they were getting like a confused band, you know? Yeah, Yeah, and we're we're definitely still figuring out, I mean, a lot of the venues we play in, um, and, and some of the limited support touring we've done, you know, yeah. we're crammed onto a tiny little stage with hardly any room to move. And then all of a sudden we're looking out around on a Bonnaroo stage where, you know, we're up front like 20 feet from one another and, and looking back at the other guys. And we also just, <laughs> you know, we're still, we haven't been doing it for very long. We don't have a ton of gear, um, have a decent bit of instruments, but a relatively straightforward and stripped down set up and so our you know you look around and our stage feels a little bit empty relative to some of the bigger bands that have right you know a lot more going on and so yeah i mean we're still trying to get used to kind of these bigger stages and 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 all that but yeah that's weird because you really crazy. you really do look in control on that on those bonnaroo videos well, that i saw i'm glad to i hear mean it. really like and i've done this for a lot and i was looking i was looking for you know what i mean yeah. like i was looking for problems <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted, yeah. I wanted something to be like, oh, yeah, they're kids. They don't know what they're doing. But you really fucking like pulled it off. Thanks. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So, uh, all right. So you guys met at this summer camp and you guys, did you, you were already writing songs, Philip? Uh, maybe not back then, um, but I, I started writing songs pretty early in high school. And uh, by the end of high school, I had a small collection that I was ready to for people to hear and that's when I started Briscoe wow and did you play it was Steel Penny Pub a place then Steel Penny Pub where, where did, did you say you're from San Angelo yeah San Angelo it's Steel Penny um, Pub I I'm so old honestly I never really like cause I started Briscoe and then left for college right so I really didn't I only played like one I would gig around like privately a decent amount but what was that little one. restaurant and bar that you played that with Manny Campos. Yeah, man. Uh, the Black Swan was a wine The Black bar. Swan, yeah. I don't think that's open anymore, actually. What was that but, like when you were a kid? You were like in high school and you were playing a wine bar? Um, it was fun. <laughs> was that weird? It, it was like, yeah, it was just kind of like a small little, like there were probably like six high tops in that building. But it was all like family friends that were there. But it was fun. Okay, so it wasn't like weird drunk ladies hitting on you and stuff. Like I just got divorced. (laughs) No, 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 more so like like (laughs) family members coming to watch you play covers for an hour. What kind of covers were you doing? Uh, did a lot of Beatles stuff. Eric Clapton. Um, 
What Eric Clapton do, like Tears from Heaven or something? Yeah. uh, What's uh, Nobody Knows You When You're Down and Out? Oh, yeah. It's kind of deep. Yeah. I used to play that one a lot. What were those, like, what was the first music, though, the Beatles, like, as a songwriter, kind of wanted, made you want to write songs? Absolutely. Yeah, my dad uh, raised me on the Beatles, and we had a baby grand with a Beatles, like, complete songbook. Yeah. And I would just go through the Beatles book and look at their progressions and um, how they move in and out of melodies and choruses and stuff. It's just, if you have a, a Beatles songbook like that and a piano, it's just a holistic resource for songwriting exactly yeah so that's that's kind of what got me hooked was just like admiring how they do everything and then getting into you know kind of the mechanics of it and then learning feel as i went but your music, I mean, like the style of music really changed. Like, what was yours, True? Like, what was your entrance to, like, hey, I want to do this? Um, you know, I think it was so. Our kind of idea of the golden age of music is like nineteen, like late nineteen sixties to the mid to late nineteen seventies, yeah. and so just everything in there is just incredible. I mean, yeah. every spanning a couple different genres. I mean. The Eagles, the Beatles, yeah. John Prine, James Taylor, Paul Simon, just yeah. a lot of people like that. And I think what kind of got me writing songs um, were those types of artists that were songwriters first and then musicians second, um, but were also, you know, damn good musicians. Um, yeah. And then even guys today, like the like the Avett Brothers, who uh-huh. write some of the best lyrics I've ever heard. Um, and um, yeah, just those types of artists or kind of what got me thinking about lyrics and, and writing songs and then being able to take a really well written song and, and and build off of that with good music and, and melodies and stuff like that I found super interesting. So Yeah. Yeah. So just kinda of everything back in there and I think that kind of period, late sixties to through the seventies, um, has been a big influence of Briscoe as a whole and, you know, having grown up in in Texas, I think there's definitely we we try to, you know, stay clear of being labeled a country music band. But I think there's definitely folk and, and country influence. Yeah, you're in there. definitely not like a Nashville country band by any means, and and definitely not like a Texas country band. Like nothing against the Jack Ingrams and Kevin Fowler's of the world, but you guys oh, yeah. aren't aren't doing that either. Yeah. Like it definitely is a little bit more on the. Uh, I mean. I was trying to figure it out because you guys are like significantly younger than me, but there's something that I connect with with your music. I don't know if it comes from a place where I like so many people find that era to be like whatever that 12 year, 15 year Mm -hmm. period was like the best period of music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think like rock and roll music and all of the styles of music, uh, Americana that came out of that through the country rock people and all that stuff, it was discovering itself. And so it was taking these huge steps so it's a really exciting like era of music because it was kind of being invented yeah. Yeah. at that time, Absolutely. you know, and like stuff that you do, stuff that I do at this point, like it's, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not using computers or AI to help us create this new thing that no one's ever heard. We're just doing a thing that you already like, but I think, with new songs for it. Yeah. And yeah. I think in a lot of ways it's served well, just the timing of, of, when we're coming up as a band, just because I think that so much of music has kind of gotten away from that genre, yeah. you know, and has, has moved into indie pop and indie rock and more electronic and stuff like that. And so I think, um, like one of one of my favorite compliments that we've ever received just, is just like, man, y'all y'all songs sound so old but are so new at yeah. the same time, and yeah. and that's just like I think that I take pride in that because it's just like man that's like what i like is that that right and so i was wondering because there's that one song tell me which is a great song that ep do you guys you guys made that on your own the ep uh so we recorded it in a studio in san angelo with a guy named gary laney uh but we like co-produced it with his input as well um but that was uh one of our first when did you kind of when did you do that so that was 20 spring of 2020 
2021. Like right before everything. Oh, okay. Spring of 2021. It was right in the middle of COVID. No, it was we. That album came out, or that yeah, that EP came out in fall of 2020, and most of it was recorded in like it was. Some of it was recorded during COVID when there was just nothing going on, and so it was just um, well a couple months after the the bulk of COVID, yeah. but. It was just mm-hmm. the three of us in, in a studio since there was just really nothing else going on, right. um, which ended up timing out well. But yeah, and then that all came out fall of 2020. That song, it, it seems to have connected with people a lot like that. Mm-hmm. If you had like a, a song that defined you from that era or whatever, it's that song. Am I wrong on that? I like I like to think so. I think that, too, that song is, I think at that time and our songwriting and in our you know figuring out what our band what direction we were going i think we're playing with a lot of different inputs and i think our music that's prior to west of it all which is coming out kind of reflects that because um there's like kind of this like upbeat like catchy melody kind of stuff and i think tell me is more uh there is a song that um is i would say like truer to what we um, have found we enjoy and what we want to reflect going forward so i love that like you're saying that that's kind of like a representation like i think tell me could be on this upcoming record and nobody would blink an eye i think a couple of our previous songs right. would be pretty out of place on the upcoming i see what you mean record. yeah 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 this record's great i have some favorites i didn't even realize that sparrows uh it's sparrows right Mm-hmm. Not just one sparrow. Sparrows, well, yeah. Okay, sparrows. I didn't even realize that that was coming out today, but I had written it down in my notes uh, as one of my favorites. Uh, Easy does it, and uh, feeling it, again, is my favorite. Nice. Yeah. Those are fun. Those, yeah. Those are some of our favorites, too. Uh, sparrows and feeling it again uh, are kind of the slower sadder ones yeah which i think i'll just talk for a second through it sorry but i think that like our songwriting also has progressed a lot because we you know or at least in my head it's like easy a lot easier to recognize a catchy upbeat melody is something that people will enjoy but writing um like slower sadder songs or with themes that just aren't you know, your typical love song, Sunny Day, right. are more difficult to uh, have confidence in. Sure. So I think those are both songs that were like, okay, we're bringing them to the studio, unsure of um, arrangements, unsure of uh, how they'll be received. And I think that they're kind of uh, what at least I'm most excited about on the record because I love the way they turned out. And... Um, all indicators are green on people enjoying them thus far. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think like Philip just said, I think it was just a really cool, I mean, it's like definitionally what a producer does and is for, you know, but we came into the studio with these just, I guess you got like raw emotion songs yeah, yeah. Um, with just very, I mean, prior to that, a lot of our songs, like he was saying, are, you know, upbeat and, even if they had kind of a sad, like, you know, a song like Tell Me, that if you listen to the lyrics are about, like, two people having been separated for a long time yeah. and one of the people changing quite a bit, which you could certainly say is a sad thing. Um, but it didn't quite have that, like, raw emotion feel. And so, we, you know, come into the studio with those. And a guy like Brad Cook, who's just so masterful at, you know, crafting those and helping us shape those into songs, um, was, I think, kind of the first time we got to do that. And so... Um, yeah, just really excited for both of those. Really excited. I think, yeah, they convey a lot more emotion than some of our other songs. And I th- I'm excited for um, how people might receive that. Yeah, I, I am too. I mean, I really, uh, there's so far, I mean, I, I read that, that The Well, which is also a fucking great song, uh, was the number one most added song at Americana Radio and like number four at uh, at AAA and stuff like that, which is pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're. So people are connecting. It's great. Thank you. Yeah, we're learning a lot about radio in yeah, the last couple of weeks. It was very foreign to us, but yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been incredible. You, to watch. Did you guys go to radio stations? Like, did they have you travel around and do a thing? We have um, a few on the horizon uh, that we'll hit as we start to hit the road. Yeah. Um, but so far, we haven't done much radio. Um, 
But yeah, honestly, kind of if you had asked me five months ago or even less now about yeah. radio stuff, I would have been like, oh no, let's focus on streaming and right, right, you know, right. all this. But no, radio is. It's still it's still, still holds some thing. power. That's holds good. Holds a lot of power. So it's been it's been interesting to get to learn about all that stuff. Is there a guy named John Beyond Delillo still works at ATO or no? Uh-huh. Have you met a guy named John Beyond? You would know if you met John Beyond Delillo. I don't. I don't believe. Hey, so, dude, no. it's me, John Beyond Delillo. Yeah, probably. Uh, he was a radio guy at Electra when I was on this label that was a subsidiary of of, uh, of Electra that was owned by Lars Ulrich from Metallica. That was. Uh, he was our, our East Coast radio guy, and we went all over the place, like me and our guitar player, and we'd have to go into these, like in the conference room at lunch, and like the label would buy pizza so that everyone would come in, and they'd be like, ah, hey, everyone, uh, there's free pizza and a band in the, <laughs> the conference room. These people come in, and you got to play like your two songs like at the end of the thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was always so weird. Uh-huh. Such an odd thing to do. I wonder if people still had to do that. It was, I mean, in some ways it was real fun. I could see how some people would have a total fucking breakdown doing it. Yeah. Because some people weren't built for that yeah. kind uh, of thing. I think we'll do a lot of, of, of stuff like that once we hit the road and, you know, start hitting these these uh, towns and cities that have adopted, you know, the, song. the, the stuff yeah. on FM stations we're going to go play. And, you know, that's also a great way to sell tickets if you're endorsed by a local sure. FM station that plays your genre. You know, that's a great... Yeah. Great in and a market that you've never been to before. So I think we'll do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, do you guys write this stuff together or? Um, I'd say how do you do it? for the most part, we write separately from one another mm-hmm. um, and kind of have a consulting relationship with it, if you will. So a lot of times we'll write songs independently and then go to one another and, you know, like, hey, Flush it out. I've got three-fourths of a song written what do you think what would you add or hey i've got a full song would you add anything what all that good stuff and then a handful of times we've sat down and and written songs together and when we have it's gone it's gone well but i think for the most part we just kind of write as it comes and yeah and uh a lot of times that happens to be independently are you do you have any kind of like do you like uh do you have anything like you wake up every day and write like something or anything like that um for me keep song, the muscle songwriting like i i just itch to sit down and write songs so it comes pretty naturally i've never really had to like uh like force myself to like work on songs i tend to it's more of like a hobby that i enjoy for me so i that's great uh, yeah that's my favorite thing so i love just sitting down and picking or playing piano and Working out melodies. You're the same way? Uh, no, I am not the same way. Um, I, well, it, it, it depends. There are times where, you know, I'm got something on my mind or lyrics on my mind or melody on my mind. And so I'm itching and I need to go sit down and figure it out and flesh it out and all that good stuff. But I also just enjoy a lot of different things. Um, I, I was talking to our drummer a couple of weeks ago. We were in Oregon fly fishing, and I was just like, man, this is so much fun. Why don't I do this more? Yeah. And it's like, well, because I enjoy a lot of other things as yeah. well, and all those things cost money and time and, you know, all that good stuff. And so so um, I there are times where I, I have to make myself sit down and, 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 you know, set a timer for an hour and put my phone and everything else away and just see what happens um, and work on stuff. Um, and with a guy like Philip who is just you know every week he's like dude i've got like four new songs that you gotta hear yeah um it definitely keeps keeps the motivation if you're ever lacking motivation it's like oh shoot okay i need to be writing more songs um so which is super helpful uh not in a like competitive sort of way at all but just like a oh dang it yeah he's right i should be writing a lot more songs so yeah definitely at times it comes more naturally but but at times i also have to sit down and make myself right yeah i that's those are always hard times because when you have to sit down and and try and make yourself right then you go like uh how how do i do this exactly and then you start <laughs> overanalyzing everything yeah yeah, yeah yeah and so far i've been you know you hear those horror stories about a, a label or management going to an artist and being like okay we need you know 15 new songs by next week yeah whatever and and 
so far we haven't had or even worse they start bringing in like oh this guy's really good at writing songs exactly yeah come in and straighten you i mean sometimes that's amazing sometimes it's not yeah and so we we're you know our philosophy is just to write as often as we can and hopefully our bank of potential songs is always full and um so we never have to come to a situation like that but well, it seems like just from like having seen you guys like almost two years ago, I think it might have been like the fall of 2021. That's when you were doing the uh, Spider House. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I saw you. So almost two years ago. So in those like the label didn't make you become like a different like that's a good thing. Like you're with a label that's going to let you be you and grow as your own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. ATO has been like complete creative freedom. Um, and this, you know new record that we're putting out with ato is um well i don't i mean there's definitely ties to our older music like we were talking about but it's our biggest song is called hooped earrings Uh um from a while back and it's i would say pretty different from that Um, sure but ato is you know fully endorsed us and is uh excited about where this record is headed and i think the the like I was saying earlier, the new record is very much indicative of where our songwriting will go in the future as yeah. well. So are you uh are you guys like mentally and emotionally prepared to like take off in September and not come back for a long time? Till it's hopefully not hot. I sure <laughs> hope so. Um yeah, I think we're you know, we're gearing up. It's been on the horizon for a while, so I think we're more than anything, we're super pumped and excited to hit the road. Um but yeah, I think we still don't you in know. A van? Yeah, we'll be we'll be in a van. There's a couple of different runs with with breaks in between, uh-huh. um, starting like August 18th all the way through October. So it'll mostly be in a van though, um, with the exception of like the one-offs, um, like opening for for Dave. Um, but yeah, we're excited more than anything. Obviously, still very young and, and new at this stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of nuances that come with it. Um, I think we're certainly still trying to figure out what um the rhythms of tour life look like and and how to kind of get in a good routine and and you know stay you guys rested yeah you seem pretty healthy uh mentally and uh and physically so that's good yeah thank you yeah because going in it like a little wonky like you end up like i always have this thing like three if it's a long tour the three like the third week i have some kind of like day long like why am I here? What am I doing? I gotta get out of here. I hate yeah. this. I hate all of you. And then I'm fine. But just it's like a day <laughs> consistently want... throughout my whole life of touring. I I have like in the I have a day. Yeah. I can feel it coming too. I'm like, oh shit, man, I'm gonna be worthless tomorrow. None of y'all talk to me tomorrow. Yeah, I'm don't because yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. be actively hating. Yeah, you. we've already had you know, you stick five or six people in a yeah, van dude. and it's yeah, just bound to happen. Yeah. And it's funny, we like our worst day was a dry. We were opening a stretch for a guy named Rustin Kelly, um, which was just an awesome opportunity to get in front of a bunch of new markets. Yeah. And um, and Rustin was super kind and great. And but one of the days it was an off day, and we had to drive from Minneapolis to Denver, um, which was ended up being like a fourteen hour drive. And that was uh, getting close to the end, so everybody was tired. And, yeah. and as we were pulling into Denver, we just started arguing over the. I mean, like the most stupid question yeah, yeah, it, w- yeah. it would be like hey would you yeah. rather never get to use cooking oils again or would, yeah. or never use butter again and all of a sudden we're like arguing over over why the other person's answer was stupid and then and then the next day we're sitting at lunch and we're like remember when we got in yeah. those arguments each other and we're all laughing and stuff but it's just so crazy how quickly <laughs> being in a van for that time yeah. can make you just oh yeah, I was in a band that we did like figure eights like through America for like from like May to like December. And our drummer called this thing Van Sanity. It was when someone just, you could just see it on their face. Like they'd yeah. be sitting there with their headphones on and like, oh, this dude's going to fucking freak out when he takes those headphones <laughs> off. Like everyone be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't just exactly. me. It was like everybody had their days. Yeah. And that was yeah. just like ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's so exciting. It's so fun. Like, and getting to see all these places and places you've never been before. And like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
it's so cool. I feel like we in in our limited experience, we've already gotten to see so many cool places and just experience a bunch of new things. And so that's that's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Have you gotten to meet Dave Matthews? We did. Yeah. yeah we got to meet him. We played a Innings Fest festival in uh, Tampa, Florida, and he was later in the festival, and we got to go. Significantly later than us. For, uh, yeah. For, <laughs> that happens. We, yeah. yeah. we got to go uh, say hello and shake his hand and talk for a minute. So That's nice, man. That's exciting. Yeah. You're going to meet a lot of guys like that now and ladies. Absolutely. Was, yeah. We got to do a festival in Oregon uh, a couple weeks ago called Farewell Festival, and the lineup was just artists that we all love and listen to a ton, and it was so much fun to just like hang out backstage and shake as many hands as yeah. we could and just shoot the bull with all these artists that we've looked up to, to for a long time. Yeah. So it was really cool. Just, and so surreal too. Just, I mean, a guy, so my dad's two biggest, I mean, his two of his favorite bands are U2 and Dave Matthews band. And he had a iPod with every DMB record ever. Yeah, and so yeah. that was one of the first artists I ever heard. Um, and so just, you know, even to get, that guy gave you a to, job, man. Exactly. <laughs> How to, cool is that? Getting to meet a guy like yeah. that is so surreal. Or like, you know, Mount Joy is a, a younger um, band, but, you know, in high school that was, their first record was a huge record that we loved yeah. in high school just, you know, four or five years ago. And just even getting to be on a lineup with people like that is just, it's so surreal when we're beyond grateful so it's been really cool that's awesome and none of you guys are big partiers are you no, i don't look like not it really you don't no. seem like it yeah that's good that'll i mean if it changes that happens too yeah. but <laughs> it gets boring uh-huh. like that's the other thing is just like sitting in a van like all day to go do something for you know 45 minutes or 40 minutes or yeah. an hour we're trying to gets, that's what that's where the van sanity comes in yeah. it's like philip is really good about so he just grew up I mean, I think we all did to some degree, but I'd, I'd say Philip more than the others just grew up outside and studied geology and, and college. And, and so he he's always, you know, finding cool state parks or state forests and stuff like that for us to see along the way. And so it's been it's been super fun to get to go to cool places like that, too. And yeah, uh, yeah like you're saying, you're like, man, I'm about to drive eight hours today to play a 30 minute support set. But then you get to see some cool places on the yeah. road, which is fun. But also... You're like, man, I drove eight hours today, so this 30-minute set better be the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, you know? yeah. Usually it is. Yeah, 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 it is. That's that's the best. That's the payoff is you really do, like, you're just running around America playing. Yeah. Like, just the word playing. Like, that's your life Seriously. right now. So Seriously. Dave Matthews thought it would be good to give you guys some dough so you could run around and play all over America or all over the world if you want. Yeah, that's what a, what a cool. We got everyone fooled, man. It's so cool. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's fucking. It's the coolest job you can have. Yeah, no, it's rad. Really is. Big time. It really is. Yeah. So, uh, so do you guys? Are you guys in relationships? Are you guys like? Yeah. Philip just got engaged. I just, uh, put a ring on my girl's finger. Wow. <laughs> last weekend. So congratulations. Thank you. How old are you? I'm 22 right now. Wow, it's fucking heroic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Very fortunate. Yeah. To have her. How does she feel about all this stuff? Because that stuff's just weird. Like, uh, hey, I'll see you in uh, October. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. <laughs> uh, she feels good. So she, we started, we were like got together right when Briscoe was like starting our backyard show. So she's gotten to watch uh, us go from, you know, nothing to. Next to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, got, you've taken. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you've, yeah. We we. I'm, I'm just giving myself a hard time, but yeah. we, you know, we have some great opportunities, and um, she is just uh, amazing in that regard, and you know, knows Briscoe as well as anybody outside of Truett and I. So that's great uh, having her to you know discuss things and uh, be my person is just uh, such a blessing. So. Yeah, she feels great about it, um, and you know, just excited to see where it all goes. Yeah, you guys seem to be really grounded. Like, I, dude, if I was twenty-two, where's a picture of me at twenty-two? There's no picture of me at twenty-two, <laughs> but dude, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, like pedal. I was just yeah. playing at a place called Fitzgerald, and I was doing that. Like, yeah. I, I was just a disaster. <laughs> like people carrying me out at the end of the night, like. Argh. 
But it's good to have some kind of kind of. I wasn't. I didn't have a lot of grounding. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have good relationships with your families and stuff, and yeah, great yeah, relationships great. with family. Um, I both of our families were on a very similar kind of had a similar attitude regarding the band as it started to to grow and grow. Um, and they just wanted us to both finish college, which is super fair. What did you get um, a degree in? Management and entrepreneurship. Oh. Um, so somewhat applicable. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so and if the shit goes down, you can get a exactly, job. Yeah. Exactly. And that was, that was their thinking. But even, even while we we're finishing, they've been hugely supportive, um, and all of that, um, which has been just such a blessing. I was, I was home. I went, um, home to San Antonio to, to see my family this past weekend and just even talking about the next couple of months and just how supportive they are of all of it That's is huge. Great, and I've, um, been dating a girl for the last year and a half who's become very good friends with Philip's fiance as well. And, and just having their support is so awesome. And I also think it's nice that, um, they have each other. Yeah. You know, cause that's a pretty Hell yeah. position to be in. Yeah. Um, that can probably be, super hard to do it by by themselves and so i'm I'm glad that they have each other in that uh, but they've all just been so sweet and supportive and um, that's great which just i mean you hear all those horror stories of musicians yeah exactly where <laughs> their parents are like no and and that just sounds like such a mess so it's been such a blessing that our families are yeah are so kind i mean sparrows came out today like you said and philip's mom texted me this morning and was just so happy for you hope Sparrows does so that's well, awesome. which is just mm-hmm. the best thing ever. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was married for like ten years, and I was gone all the time until like the end of it. And <laughs> everyone was always like, "Was it? Did y'all break up because you were gone?" I was like, "No, that part was fucking. Every we got along great, but it was when <laughs> I was home all the time. When was, all of a sudden, we're like, wait a minute, I don't really like you here all the time.' I'm like, nah, I don't want to be here all the time. <laughs> it's like one of those weird kind of like things that happens." Yeah. But um, but you guys seem way more great. Like you're probably getting married for a completely different reason than I did. I was just nuts, and I thought like, well, I'll take someone down with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like someone be legally bound to like go down. But um, but yeah, not really. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I can't tell you. I'm so happy for you guys, and I can't uh, like just seeing those those two shows in the last couple of years. Like I think about you guys and check in on you online. Like, oh, cool, you know. Well, They're doing this so when, your, when your publicist reached out, I was like, yes. Yeah. 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 Because awesome. I remember talking to you guys about it at that, at that, yeah. uh, at that show, like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you always seem like some weird old dude coming up to the <laughs> band that you opened for going like, hey, guys want to come to my apartment? Oh, you're friends my- with Chad Goldwasser? <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sounds yeah. good. Exactly. Exactly. He's going to be happy about this. We take a picture and I'll send it to him. Absolutely. He's about this. a man. Um, this album is called West of It All. There's a single out right now called The Well, another one called Sparrows. Is there another one coming out before September 15th? There is. Um, a song called Coyotes. Oh, that's a great song uh, too. Yeah. yeah, thanks. It'll come out right before the record. Yeah, I really, I love this record, man. I, I love what you guys are doing and I'm glad that you guys stayed so true to like who you are as artists and you're really doing something great. Well, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, man. And we appreciate you having us on the show. Of course, thank man. You. Anytime. Anytime, honestly. Anytime you want to come on. Are the only things that touch your mouth? Philip Lupton, True Henselman from the band Briscoe. Their album, their debut album drops on September 15th. It's called West of It All. It's coming out on ATO Records. Go to Briscoe the band. Find out if they're coming to a town near you on this tour that they're on. Also, they'll be playing September 15th in Austin at Scoot Inn. Get out there to briscoetheband.com and get involved. I want to thank Philip and Truett for doing the show. I love talking to them. I want to thank my friend Chad for introducing to them to me or introducing me to them and their music. And uh, yeah, I hope these guys stay as cool as they are. I can just hope that, you know, get out there and see them. Briscoe the band. Uh, also, gang, when you're out there checking out briscoetheband.com and finding out if they're coming to a town near you, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts. We at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast. Two shows every week. Sometimes we drop three. We've been dropping from the Vault episodes. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to the show, and I want you to have a really great week. All right? Have a great week, whatever it is you're doing. Thanks for listening to the show. Let's get down.
Yeah.